listen to what questions you're asking yourself. If the kind of questions you're asking yourself aren't supporting you, if they're limiting you, if they're bringing you down, then that's where your problem is. That's where to start. Because your mind cannot help but answer questions. That's why coaching is so powerful. We ask questions and the mind, especially the unconscious mind, cannot let a question go unanswered. friend welcome back if you are new here i'm joan chan your host of the podcast find joy with joyan thank you for joining us every week for the most authentic courageous and powerful connections with a lot of us thank you for showing up for yourself today to continue to learn and grow to live a life with joy passion purpose and success in your own style on your own terms and joining us today is a new friend of mine, and he is a natural leader and a coach. From being in the 9-to-5 corporate roles in banking and speculation and trading, to owning and operating an entertainment business, he has taken a lot of trial, errors, and tears, and one breakdown to get him to coaching. He has reinvented himself many times and has many lessons to share. As a result, he's an expert in the relationship we have towards ourselves, how we get in our own way, how we delude ourselves, and most importantly, how over time we forget who we are, our priorities, values, attitudes, beliefs, validation. He has a first-class honors degree in management and business leadership, two separate coaching qualifications in both performance coaching and life coaching. So he's someone who understands the mechanics of how he works and knows what kind of coach people need him to be for them. So he's here today to empower you to remove blocks, to live and perform authentically and take full responsibility for your results. So guys, help me and welcome my new friend, Elliot Evans. If you have been listening to this podcast, then you will know I'm a big believer of the universe and the law of attraction. So I'm happy to welcome one of our new sponsors, Get the Law of Attraction. They are a spiritual, inspirational company that gives you something really good like chocolate chip cookies to feed your soul and your mind every single day. They provide daily Instagram posts and reels on the universe, gratitude and spirituality for your headache life. They also have an educational course on the law of attraction and gratitude and their links are in the show notes below. Please follow and support them, DM them on Instagram with promo code JOYAN, J-O-Y-A-N for some valuable free gifts and discounts. Hi Elliot, welcome to the show. I, I'm so happy that you are here today and uh, because you know I remember the first message that you sent to me on LinkedIn. It was so beautiful. I still remember it. You mentioned about how we both come from a similar place, you know, went through life challenges, losing ourselves to finding ourselves again, only to arrive at where we are today as coaches, helping others who are still on a journey, you know, and trying to figure out who they are. And the moment where I saw the message, to be very honest, you know, I knew that you were going to be my guest. I have no doubt at all. So <laughs> here you are today. Thank you so much again for being here. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for inviting me on. Um, the feeling's mutual. I knew as soon as I saw your 
your LinkedIn page that um yeah we were going to have a lot in common and there'd be a good conversation to have so yeah I'm very looking forward to our conversation today so in fact I have no idea what you had to go through right to be to be who you are today I know the brief story because I read about them on your website in your bio but you also told me you also told me in the message like you know when we uh, in the conversation that you had to have your savings stolen, your career die, your dreams die, and a nervous breakdown. Mm. So can you best mm. share with us, you know, uh, me and my listeners, what happened if you don't mind, you know, your stories? And most importantly, how did it lead you down the path of coaching and doing what you do today? Yeah, well, I can certainly um, fill you in. It's a great question. Um, so... Yeah, the, like you said, the short story is I had to go through a lot of, uh, I had to face a lot of difficult circumstances, which eventually led to me having a breakdown, um, which then led to me becoming a coach, because the only thing that really got me out of my dark place was coaching, um, was receiving coaching from somebody else and doing a lot of self-reflective writing. Um but yeah, the, the story of how I got there is perhaps perhaps on the surface not so relatable, but certainly on the that there is a level that everyone can relate to. So um yeah, I, I was uh the relatable part I think is that I was a, a young young man um and I was absolutely obsessed with achievement. Um I it, it, there was nothing as important to me as being impressive, as high achieving, as meeting and surpassing the expectations of others. And really that led me for maybe seven or eight years, that led me to this relentless self-betterment. Like I, I always had to be improving, growing, getting better, um, I was never still. And I think to a lot of people on the surface level, that seems like quite an attractive trait. You know, we're, we're taught at school, certainly. Um, I was taught at school and by my parents and at university. Um, you should always be striving. You should always be motivated. You should always be trying to impress people. Um, and I took that on and I took that to a very extreme degree, which led to me doing all sorts of crazy self-development techniques. Like um, I would only sleep for, for a certain period anyway, I would do this thing called an Uberman sleep schedule where I would only sleep for about two and a half hours a day um, on these in these random cycles, uh, like, well, not random. I would sleep in 20 minute naps every four hours just because I wanted more energy and more time in the day to achieve more. Um, I've done some of the craziest diets you can imagine all to improve my energy and to um, make me more productive. Like it's all about productivity for me. And I, you know, I, I was at one point during university, I was running my own business as a wedding DJ. I was organizing ski trips um for for my university for like thousands of students i was had my own dance music night my own dance music brand i was djing in clubs i was 
organizing all sorts of events and parties and I was also doing a degree you know I was also studying to get my degree all at the same time and without really realizing it I was absolutely destroying myself inside and both physically and mentally through stress anxiety um, pushing myself too hard and this went on and on and after university I continued to push myself just as hard even though I was really quite without realizing it I was really quite depressed at losing all of the social scene I had at university and all of the social standing I had at university and I tried to become a music producer that was a passion of mine um, I locked myself away in a garage for two years um, and spent like 14 hours a day learning to produce music um, and then that kind of failed like I didn't turn out to be the next Taylor Swift like I was hoping um, and <laughs> and then I moved on instead of at this point in the story it's probably worth me saying nowadays if I'm working with someone and they tell me about a failure that they might have had or what they believe is a failure I would as I'm sure you would too would really encourage them to reflect on that failure and you know question okay is it really a failure um what did you learn um and how have you grown as a result and all that all those lovely questions but I didn't at that time I kind of I kind of replaced my music uh production and didn't tell myself it was a failure I just replaced it with a career in trading in trading foreign exchange um, and I taught myself to do that again I was spending 16 hours a day you know I never rested I then got a job with a small hedge fund doing that um, and I would live I lived pretty much in the office like I would spend my all my waking time in the office and then I would sleep in a camper van in the office car park um, I wasn't getting paid at this point. I was just an intern. So like, you can probably tell from all of this that I had, I had a drive. I had a discipline that most people in the modern world, especially like given what social media has done to us, most people would see that as really like a really good thing, like something really desirable, something that, you know, he's hustling, he's motivated, he's driven, he's all that stuff. And I saw it like that too. Like my whole identity at the time was I am a disciplined, driven, motivated person. That was, I got value. I thought I was a valuable person because of that. I, I, all of my validation came from that and came from other people in my life telling me that. Anyway, after all of this, um, uh, this was probably five years ago, maybe five and a half years ago, um, I was at breaking point. I mean, I'd had, I'd been anxious and stressed for years. Uh, I had my physical energy was almost nothing. I had terrible insomnia. Like I've always been up until two, three years ago, I've always been an insomniac and not slept very well. Um, I was just, I think I was just left another relationship. Um, you know, I was really like, I couldn't admit it to myself, but I was, I was low. There was, there was really not much good going on in my life. And I would essentially what I was doing with all of this work I would do and all of these self-development regimes and all of these diets and all of this stuff, 
this was all distracting me from the fact that I was miserable and really anxious and I couldn't see it. So what happened next was kind of fortuitous and actually quite lucky, even though most people probably wouldn't consider it to be so. The company that I'd been working for, the, the hedge fund that I'd been working for, for a couple of, couple of years, three years actually, they, funny things started happening there. Um, and I, I'm not really allowed to go into the details so much of it um, because it, uh, none of this was ever proved. Um, but they ended up making headlines of a British newspaper, uh, making the front page um, for doing things they really shouldn't have been doing. Um, and the company went into forced liquidation. So the company went um, pop, basically. We all got sent home. There were only about, it was a small company. There were only about 10 of us that worked there. And, and the two guys that owned it were very close friends of mine. Um, one of them especially uh, was like a mentor to me. I trusted him like I would trust family, really. And so when this whole thing blew up, when they went into liquidation and we all got sent home and we never heard from the these two owners again, there was this, it was like all of the pressure and the anxiety and the the buildup of stress, it was suddenly overwhelming. I couldn't ignore it anymore. Like I couldn't distract myself from it anymore. My body or my unconscious mind or, you know, my, my gut, my instinct, my soul, my heart, whatever you want to call it, you know, whatever your language is, it just, it took the opportunity to go, right, now we're going to teach you a lesson. Like there's, there's no way you're going to avoid this avoid it this time and distract yourself from it this time and so when when the company went into liquidation and I no longer had a job and my career in in trading foreign exchange was over because there aren't really any other companies that would have hired me everything hit me at once I was bedridden um, I was physically ill I was really depressed I had a basically had a nervous breakdown I wouldn't get out of bed my brain just stopped working. Like I would look at a computer screen and it was like, it was like there was a noodle instead of my brain. There was just nothing, there was nothing there. It was a, it was a very scary experience because I was someone who identified so strongly with my ability to think logically about things. And for about two months, maybe three months, I didn't do anything. I couldn't do anything. I was just hopeless I was depressed I was um, worrying and it took a lot of help from friends it took a lot of support from family it took um, my my parents um, who bless them um, have always given me very good advice but um, I don't always listen to it uh, eventually said perhaps you should get a career coach perhaps you should try um, getting some professional help and you know, I was too much. I mean, what I probably would have needed just as much was a therapist, right? I mean, I was, I was a, I was a real mess, but I was too, I guess I was too proud. I thought, you know, I don't, I, a therapist, that means I'm broken. That means there's something wrong with me and there's nothing wrong with me. So we kind of settled on coaching. And as a result of starting the coaching and 
spending, I don't know, maybe four or five hours a day just writing about myself uh, and really reflecting on the last 10 years of experience. I started to come out of my hole, come out of my depressed state and started to have a lot of realizations about what had really been motivating me and driving me and all of the the external pressure, the need to be validated by others, the need and desire to be approved of by others and, and how that, how that came through in me was I would use guilt and shame and fear as motivators to make me work hard, to make me do long hours, to make me, yeah, to basically to force myself to be impressive, even though I didn't have any energy to do it and I didn't have any true desire to do it. So yeah, I, I had such a, my first coach was a guy called Alex Bowman and he was incredible and he quickly helped me realize that I needed a lot more. I hired him as a career coach and he helped me realize I needed a lot more than just career coaching. <laughs> I needed very holistic sort of transformational life coaching. And uh, he was able to, to get me started on that path. And I was so inspired by the change in myself. And I, it, it resonated so much. All of these, you know, when I first got coaching, I, I saw that I would be really, I thought I'd be really good at it because I had all of these, these life hacks, these like tips, tricks, tools, techniques that I'd learned over the last 10 years and experimented with on myself. And I thought, oh, I can share these with people. That's actually, I can make this painful 10 years really useful. But obviously what I came to learn, as I'm sure you'll know, Joanne, is people don't really come for the tips, tricks, tools, and techniques. They come to understand themselves better and they come to learn to trust and love themselves and respect themselves. And um, I, what turned out to be most valuable in my coaching for other people was that I could relate to almost anyone, maybe not on the level of like, you know, for example, I'm not a parent. Maybe I can't relate to the specific stresses of being a parent. What I can relate to is the thoughts and the emotions that go around in the head, the guilt, the shame, the fear that drive the actions and the stresses and the reactions in life. Um, and I've, because I've been to the dark place myself and I've, I've done the work, I've, I've turned to face those dark emotions and those dark thoughts and I've looked them straight in the eye and I've worked for months on them. I can, I'm confident I can lead people through them too. So, um, so yeah, that was a, what, 15 minute answer to your first question. Sorry about that. <laughs> but that's my story. No worries. I love that stories. I loved it so much. I could resonate with your stories because I, I have always been a, you know, a high achiever, always about what's next, right? What, <laughs> and, but now we come to realize that getting things will not make you happy. Because it, it doesn't yeah. really make you happy, right? More money, more power, it doesn't really make you happy. But it's, you have to realize the happiness and the joy, the peace is already within you and you have to go inside to find the solution. I always say like we go outside for solution, right? You go outside to find the solution when the first step we should have taken is to 
take a little closer and look inward because we already have all the answers. Mm. So now my second question for you is, since you mentioned about, you know, getting a coach and that's really helped you a lot to get out of the dark place, really transform your life. So as someone who has saved yourself and reinvented yourself uh, many times throughout your life, so what did you do, right? What are some of your tips and tricks that you can share with us, like hacks? You know, uh, what did you do? Or what did you say to yourself when you were, when you were in a dark place, when you were losing yourself? You know, how did you drag yourself out of the dark place? Because you said that is the most important work that you have ever done. So I'm sure a lot of people listening to this, yeah. we all can relate to this. You know, we all have been in dark place before. We all feel depressed from time to time. So maybe people. Maybe perhaps they are listening to this and they are feeling like a bit lost or they are feeling a bit stuck. What is the first thing they need to do, right? What is the what, or what do they need to know, or what is the first step they need to take in order to, um, return to themselves or like reconnect to themselves again? What would you say? That's a great question, and I wish. I wish I had like a simple one word answer or one sentence answer that uh, or a resource that people could just go and start using and it would fix all of their problems. I think the first, if you're anything like I used to be uh, and most of my clients are, one of the first, perhaps I'll put it as this, one of the first mistakes that I used to make all the time was exactly as you mentioned, looking outside of myself for a quick fix for someone or set like putting I would put my trust in people that I heard on a podcast for example um you know like I used to be really into the Tim Ferriss podcast which was a really popular I think it still is a really popular um life improvement podcast and I would always be listening and reading and consuming other people's material but I wouldn't be consuming it and then reflecting on it. I wouldn't be asking myself questions as a result of the emotions and the thoughts that arose when I consumed this material. I just wanted, I, I, was, I was like, for goodness sake, can somebody just tell me what to do? <laughs> I don't, I just want something simple that I can understand, that I can get my head around just tell me what to do. That's what I wanted. Just tell me what to do. And that was probably, if I look back, that was probably the biggest thing holding me back from really healing and really coming out of the dark, the darker places that I've been in. So what would be the advice I give to people who are struggling, who feel stuck, who are procrastinating, who are, um, you know, criticizing themselves a lot, or people who are just stressed and tired and anxious and have no idea why the advice i would give would be ask yourself good questions and that's <laughs> that almost feels like a cop-out but it would be or perhaps just this listen to what questions you're asking yourself if the kind of questions you're asking yourself aren't supporting you if they're limiting you if they're bringing you down then that's where your problem is that's where to start because your mind cannot help but answer questions. That's why coaching is so powerful. We ask questions and the mind, especially the unconscious mind, cannot let a question go unanswered. So if you're feeding it questions like, what's wrong with me? What if, what if I don't lose 10 pounds? 
Um, what, uh, why can I never do this? Why am I procrastinating so much? Um, why do I suck at this? God, I'm awful, right? If you're asking yourself questions like that, and you won't be doing it consciously, of course, you won't notice that you're doing this, but these are the kind of questions that our mind asks us naturally. If that's what you're, those are the questions you're asking yourself, your mind is going to answer them because it, it has to, it, it always answers questions. And so if you're asking yourself, what's wrong with me? Like, why can't I do this? Everyone else is doing this. Why can't I just do it? Your mind is going to throw up images and thoughts and examples and evidence of reasons why you suck at this or reasons why you're not good enough or reasons why you're, you know, just a bad human being. It's, it can't help but answer questions. So one thing you can do is just a simple journaling exercise. Like every time you realize you asked yourself a question, write down what that was and then look back, maybe do that for a couple of days, look back over, right, what questions am I asking myself? And just see what's the flavor, what's the tone of those questions? And perhaps there will be a clue for where you're going wrong, or at least how you're motivating yourself. If, if you talk to yourself like, oh, I should be doing this, or I need to do this, I have to do this, I, I really should, I really need to. If that's how you talk to yourself, you're using fear and guilt and shame as motivators. Should is shame. Should is guilt. Oh, I should do this. Oh, I really should. Need, I have to do this. I need to do this. That's fear. That's fear talking. If that's how you're talking to yourself, if those are the kind of questions you're asking yourself, if that's how you motivate yourself, there's, that's the problem. That's where to start. There's no listening to me on a podcast, listening to anyone on a podcast, reading any self-help book is not going to help because you're just putting a plaster over. You're not actually solving the core problem. So I'd say get clear on what questions you're asking yourself. And once you realize what kind of questions you're asking yourself, <laughs> find some more positive ones. Find some questions that really support you and inspire you and, and, um, and bring you bring the best out in you like like coaching questions like I know obviously we're both coaches so we would say that but um you know just google like typical coaching questions something like that and just start asking yourself those once a day you know when you're journaling ask yourself those questions and start getting into the habit of asking yourself supportive questions that's that's what I'd say <laughs> what do you think about that that sound good <laughs> I love that you're just uh, just Anyway, my, my answer would be just get a coach, right? Just get a coach. You don't have to do the work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that leads me to the next question because you talk about, it's all about being self-aware, right? If you are not being aware of mm. what's the question that you're asking yourself, there's no way we can change that story, right? We all know that self-awareness is always the first step. So my question is now, because I read something very interesting on the website, Right. And um, you mentioned that you are someone who is self-aware AF. And you said your first coach, <laughs> right, you said your first coach I don't know whether it's a coach that you mentioned earlier, like the career coach or someone else. You said he actually said something to you that like you are so self-aware, it might actually be your weakness. He said that to you. <laughs> so my question is simple, right? Do you think being self-aware can, can really be a weakness sometimes? Because 
it's very interesting. I've been thinking about this actually recently because I am also very self-aware, right? We As coaches, we have to be self-aware, right? We have to do the work ourselves. So I'm also very self-aware to a certain extent, to a point where I'm just like, I'm constantly being aware of my thoughts. I'm constantly being aware of my emotions. I'm constantly being aware of my feelings, my actions, like everything, you know? And it's like, just give me a break, right? Just give me a break. I'm not sure whether you feel that but this is what I have been, you know, feeling sometimes. So my question is again very simple. Like, do you think it can be a weakness? Why and why not? Yeah. That's a that's really interesting that um that that, that stood out to you that bit. Um so first of all, I can really relate to to what you've just said. Sometimes sometimes the self-awareness is exhausting because it's it's like I used to have a house, a housemate five or six years ago when I was working for this trading company and me and him were complete opposites in that I always wanted to be learning. I always wanted to be understanding. I always wanted to be growing. I always wanted to be aware of my thoughts, etc. And when I asked him, I was like, what do you really want? Like what's most like if you could, if money was no object, what would you do? And he said, if money was no object, I would be the happiest man alive if I could just sit and watch daytime TV all day. And I remember at the time thinking, what a loser. Like, I really judged him. Like, I really like, you know, I, I, I went, I thought, mm, that's terrible. That's, that's really unhealthy, blah, blah, blah. But it's interesting because now I look at it and I think, you can kind of split, like very simplistically, you can split the world into people who've, who are always trying to figure out their meaning of life and, and themselves and who they are and what they want. And like, like you and I, people who are, who are very keen to figure all that stuff out. And then people, and I have a lot of these people as friends and I love them dearly, um, people who Ha- that that doesn't really interest them that much they're they're happy just going along they're happy with what they've got you know they don't need much more they don't need to understand themselves and and i don't think one way is particularly better than the other um what i do notice is so i used to live with in fact i still do live with um this one of my best friends who is much less self-aware than me and we balance each other out. It's a, it's a really good dynamic because like you say, sometimes I overthink, like I overthink, I'm too self-aware. I'm thinking about my thoughts. I'm trying to analyze. I'm trying to figure out what the problem is. You know, why, why have I woken up feeling tired today? Is it because I ate this? Is it because I did this? Is it going to, and that can kind of lead to an anxious mess. And it's my, my housemate, Marco is like a circuit breaker. He'll just he'll he'll see me going into this hole and he'll be able to go you're overthinking it mate. Just just it's 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 nothing. You just woke up feeling tired. It's okay. And I've lived with and I I make sure I surround myself with enough of these people because it's it's I've taken that voice on in my own head now to the point where if I'm overanalyzing and overthinking and being too self-aware, a little Marco appears on my shoulder and goes, yeah, it's all right. You can just relax. You have permission to be, you have permission to be tired. You have permission to be 
a little bit anxious, you have permission to be a little bit upset or angry or irritated, you're a human being, you know? And I think that's, I guess I see it like this, every strength, if pushed too far, has a weakness within it. Like uh, I call it the dark side of a strength. And, and that's when the strength is out of balance. And I think if self-awareness is a strength, it's an amazing thing because like you say, it is, it's the foundation to growth. You, you need to be self-aware in order to, to grow and change and, and not repeat mistakes. The, the caveat is that it can become like an echo chamber out there. You become aware of a certain thought um you want to figure out the root cause of that thought and i just i remember noticing that and i remember my coach sorry noticing and it was my first coach the career coach just saying what when i was when i was talking in a, during a session and i'd probably been talking for about 10 minutes and i remember him just saying that's all great when do you chill when do you relax like when, when do you just give yourself permission to be who you are and stop stop constantly analyzing and just be instead of instead of identifying as a thinker as a as someone who thinks all the time as a um, logical person a rational person instead of identifying as a self-aware person or a coach he was like when do you just when are you just a human when are you just experiencing rather than reflecting or um yeah when are you just experiencing and and for me, since then, my, my major point of growth as a coach is actually, yes, I still value my self-awareness very much. What I've learned to value more is peace of mind and just being. And as I grow, I'm certainly not at the end of my journey. It's an ongoing journey. Um, but as I grow more and more as a coach and as a human, I realize the the pleasure, the value, the the ultimate value really my ultimate um my ultimate goal if i i don't really have goals but if i did my ultimate goal would be just to be at peace and and that's where i think self-awareness is can be a hindrance is if if peace is what's important to you if contentment if being grateful and happy with what you've got is very important to you um as i believe it is to most humans when they really look at what's important to them on a, on a deep level, then self-awareness, I think, is a double-edged sword. It has to be, I think it's necessary, but it has to be kept in check, it has to be balanced with just being and just enjoying and just doing something for the hell of it. I hope that made sense. I'm not really sure if, uh, if it did. <laughs> No, totally, totally makes sense. And I'm learning so much from you. Oh my God, I love it so much. <laughs> I love this conversation so much. Um, this is what happens when you talk to someone who is self-aware AF, you know? It's like, you know why you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you mentioned about you don't really have goals for yourself. And and uh, I'm just curious, like, why do... Because you mentioned, you also talk about having goals actually is not is unhealthy for mental health and well-being and productivity mm. i just wanted to know why do you, why do you say that yeah no um so it's interesting hearing that back hearing you say that makes me realize how 
I probably used like I probably said that as quite a like I, I believe that goals are far less healthy than than in society generally believes they are. Most like you heard my story at the start. An overfocus on achievement and goals is for most people a very unhealthy way of living your life, a way of orienting yourself, a way of making decisions. Um, however, I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. I probably, like, I know that in terms of marketing myself as a coach, being a bit over the top is sometimes quite helpful. You know, it gets the message across. So I don't believe that, I, I, I don't think goals are awful. If my clients are very attached to the idea of having goals, they can have goals. That's fine. My my point about goals and the reason that I don't have them personally is there's a quote, I believe it's by Naval Ravikant, but I'm not 100% sure. He says, ambition or a goal is just a promise we make to ourselves to be unhappy, unsatisfied until we achieve it. And whilst that's probably not the whole truth and a goal can be quite motivating, there's definitely some truth in it. Um, you know, when we set ourselves a goal, we are saying to ourselves, okay, I, I'm going to use a really obvious example. I want to earn $100,000 this year. Okay. Um, and I know, look, I know in our modern day and age, people are very aware of how money is not something that's a good thing to value and it's only a means to an end and all that stuff. But I'm going to use it as an obvious example. So I want to earn $100,000 by this time next year. That is what I would call an outcome goal, um, which is the you are staking your well-being. You are you are attaching your well-being to some distant outcome or potential happening in the future that is well and truly outside of your control. So you are saying, my well-being, my happiness, my contentment, my peace, uh, my whatever your word is, you know, whatever you want, that is dependent on me achieving earning $100,000 in a year's time. Now, if we break it down and we'll do what coaches do best, which is overthink things and look into the mechanics of how this works, what you're saying is, I'm going to make a huge gamble. I'm going to gamble the most important thing I have as a human being, which is my well-being, my peace of mind, my contentment, my happiness my joy, my love, I'm going to gamble all of that on an outcome that I have far less control over than I believe I do. You know, we've been told in our society, especially in the West, um, this is, I think, especially in America. In America, this is, this is a big problem, I think. Um, but in the UK too, no doubt. We've been told that we have full, con basically, we have almost full control over every aspect of our lives. Like if you're not making loads of money, if you're not in an amazing relationship, if you're not super grateful all the time, if you're not um, starting your own business, if you're not volunteering, if you're not 
you know, all of these things that we should be doing, we tell ourselves we should, and there's that word again, should be doing. We've been led to believe that it's possible for us to have all of those things um, all at one time. And if you don't have all of those things, oh, and the other one is if you don't look like a supermodel the whole time, if you don't have all of those things, then there's something wrong with you. You're broken. Like there's a problem. You should be trying harder. You should be doing better. And it's on you. You know, the problem is you. You're not doing enough. You're not trying hard enough. You're not whatever, exercising enough. And whilst, whilst your parents and your teachers and your role models have probably never said that directly to you, they certainly never said it directly to me, that's the message we get from like from famous people, from social media, from uh, university, from school. And the real poison in that is that you unconsciously then take responsibility for all this stuff that, it's re that is really outside of your control and you guilt and shame yourself into pushing yourself towards these goals that not only do you not have much control over, but actually aren't that important to you. So before I get too confused and lost here in my own ramble, to come back to what I was saying, earning $100,000 by the end of the year, if you get, if I get, like, and I'll, I'll do this for me, I'll try and coach myself here live. If I look at what elements of that goal are inside of my control, okay, how many hours a day I spend marketing myself as a coach? Um, how many how many times I ask uh, I ask potential clients to sign up to a coaching program? Um, how many people like yourself I reach out to um, and and create new connections with? Um, how many videos I post on social media? Maybe like all the those things are within my control. Okay or how many lottery tickets I buy. What's outside of my control in this situation, whether or not I win the lottery, um, how many clients, potential clients say yes to working with me versus how many say no, um, whether or not there's another pandemic, uh, whether or not I um, have a bereavement in my family over the next few months, um, whether or not I decide <laughs> whether or not I don't know, there's a serious weather event. Um, like there's so many, like everything else is outside of my control, like so much stuff. And so the, the, the trick, the difficulty here is that if I, if my well-being, if, if how I see myself, if whether or not I think I'm good enough is dependent on all these things that are outside of my control happening in my favor, like getting loads of yeses from potential clients and maybe having a video go viral or, um, you know, let's say your podcast becomes number one on um, that, that Apple charts and that gives me loads of exposure, right? All of those things could happen. They're quite unlikely, but they could happen. But they're all outside of my control. Those things might all not happen. And so then I'm going to beat myself up. I'm going to think I'm a bad person. I'm going to feel fear and guilt and shame. And I'm going to feel like I'm worthless and I'm going to treat myself like a bully and I'm going to go, no, come on, you've got to try harder. This is not good enough. And I'm going to be miserable. I'm going to be anxious. I'm going to be stressed. I'm going to be strung out. And I'm not really going to know why. 
because I, I haven't understood that actually so little of what I think is within my control actually is. And so there is an antidote to outcome goals. So instead of saying, I'm going to, uh, I want to earn $100,000 over the next 12 months, and if I don't, I'm a failure, I'm going to say, what elements of that are within my control, like I mentioned earlier? So to give you an example, how many hours or minutes a day I spend um, introducing myself to new people and building a network? So let's say my, my goal, and this is called a process goal, instead of an outcome goal, is going to be how many I'm going to spend 30 minutes a day introducing myself to new people to build my network. Another process goal might be I'm going to make two videos a week to post on my social media. Another, and I think a more important one, if any coaches are listening, I'm going to offer a free coaching session to 10 people every week. And notice that it's offer. It's not I'm going to do 10 free coaching sessions every week because that's not within your control. Whether that person says yes or no, you can't control that. So don't judge yourself on that. Judge yourself on how many times did I ask? So that's, that's kind of my, to, to summarize, I think outcome goals are really unhealthy because anything you attach your well-being to, your contentment to, your sense of I'm good enough to, that is anything you attach that to that's outside of your control. You're really, you're gambling, you're making a huge gamble. And you can take, you can take that sense of being good enough, of um, being at peace, of loving and respecting yourself. You can take back control of that and, and, and not stake it on these external goals. And then the other part of the whole thing is if you, if that's not an option for you, like if you don't see any value in prioritizing your sense of well-being and being good enough and you just really want to achieve, well, the middle ground is take that outcome goal. I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to earn $100,000. Um, I want to get a better job, whatever it is. Take that and split it, that, split it into what's within my control and what's outside of my control. And use those what's within my control options and make a process goal out of it make it regular make it something that you can tick a box next to um, every day of the week because that builds that builds your confidence that builds your sense of achievement with yourself and starts to build a trusting relationship with yourself i am achieving little by little every day or every week I'm doing what's within my control, within my power. And when the confidence and the momentum starts to build as a result of you taking those little everyday actions, that's when things really get exciting. That's when opportunities start popping up because you're confident, because you're in momentum, you start to see those opportunities, you start to take them, you start to back yourself. Rather than if I don't get $100,000 or lose 10 pounds or whatever it is, I'm not good enough. I'm rubbish. I'm a, I'm a piece of debt. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. I know that's a lot. So I have a couple of follow-up questions. So the next mm. thing that I want to ask, is like, I still believe goals, they are, they are good for, you know, um, like I personally, I set goals for myself because it's a way for me to push myself 
out of my comfort yes. zone. I know it sounds like I'm trying to achieve things, you know, but it's not really, it's more for me to stretch my abilities, right? When I yes. set a goal, because sometimes if we don't set a goal, like people who are listening to this, they will be saying, oh, great. You know, that means I don't have to do anything. I'm just going to sit on the couch. I watch Netflix all day long and do nothing <laughs> to improve my life. So what I'm saying is that you have to, you have to, you know, do something, right? You can't just sit there all day long and not doing anything to, because life is, your life is moving, right? If you're not moving, then you are, you are, you're going to feel stuck, right? You're going to feel stuck. So I know what you're saying. It's not to attach your own self-worth to the outcome, right? It's not about achieving this and I will be mm. happy, I will be, you know, it's not about that, but it's also about making sure that you are taking the right action, making sure that you are going towards this direction because I believe in life, we all have, um, I, I'm not sure about you, but, you know, you don't really have, you, you don't set goals for yourself. But to me, I need to know where my life is going. I need to know where my life is Hating, you know, I need to make sure I need to have certainty in my life because I need to feel like I'm in control of my life because I am in control of my life, right? But yes, there are certain things that we cannot control, but there are also certain things that we can control. So back to what you just said, right? You take control of what you can control and let go of those things that you can't control. So does it mean that, let's say people want to set a goal, uh, so when they set a goal, should they ask them, I shouldn't use the word should, you know, do they ask them the, the first question they need to ask themselves? It's like, why do I set this goal for my dad? Like, why is it important to me? What, what do I really want by achieving this goal? Do you think people need to ask themselves to get the clarity? Like, why do they want to achieve? Like, why do they want to make 100,000 a month or a year? Like, do you think yes. clarity is important? Yes. Uh, you make a, you make an excellent point. Um, Lots of excellent points there, actually. And I have, I'm going to answer your question and then I have a question for you and you don't have to answer it, but I'm really, really interested to hear your answer. Um, I think the first thing is you're so right. And I kind of wish I'd have said it earlier now. Um, you're so right about starting with why, you know, starting with what do you really want? So I, I spend, I'm sure you're the same. I think most coaches are the same. When you first speak to a new client or, or somebody wants some help, I will spend an hour and a half to two hours with them completely free. Uh, and we will just focus on the question, what do you want? And I have about, as I'm sure you do too, I have about 50 different ways of asking that question. Um, and it's important because when you first ask someone what they want, and perhaps the listeners at home could ask themselves, okay, what do I want? Usually there's sort of four or five different things that, that, may, that may appear. And these are the things that they've been thinking about for quite a while, you know, um, things that perhaps they've learned to tell themselves they want. Um, it might quite often is influenced by the expectations of others. Um, or societal expectations and these things might have some truth to them or probably do what's really interesting is when you ask what else when you, you let you know you let yourself say those five four or five things or more that are that, that you think you want that you tell yourself you want and then look for more and then keep our you know you and I would keep asking questions like what is it what activity is it that when you do it, you completely forget about time? 
or um, when was the last time you remember being in a flow state and what were you doing? And various other, various other questions like that, that really, you know, like really, if it, like if money was no issue, if you had, if you had all the love and respect in the world from other people and you knew you would be completely secure financially for the rest of your life, how would you spend your time? And, and it's those questions that you, and you can ask yourself them, your coach can ask you them, whatever. But it's getting clear on, as you say, those, those, mot- those subtler motivations, like what's the goal behind the goal? Like what, what's the, so, so one question, one thing I'll do with clients a lot is they'll tell me what they want or what their goal is. And I'll ask, okay, and what does that give you? What does that achieve for you? Um, what does that allow you to do? Who does that allow you to be? And I'll ask that question. Then they'll answer, let's say, you know, uh, so let's say uh, what, if I ask myself, what do I want? I want to, um, this summer, I want to buy a, uh, a really nice camper van and I want to travel around Europe whilst coaching. I'll ask myself, okay, what does that allow for me? What does that achieve for me? Um, a sense of freedom. Um, it gives me a sense of pride that, I've, um, that I'm doing something, I'm living in a way that's authentic. Um, it gives me, and then I'll ask again, okay, and what does, what does pride and freedom give me? What does that allow for me? It allows me to, well, for me, that allows me to to feel excited and content and at peace. Anyway, now, point point of this is to say that if you ask yourself enough times, what does that give me? What does that allow for me? People tend to end up getting to some sort of emotion, some sort of state, state of mind, state uh, or, or emotion, um, and, and that's what I find tends to be the important bit because most of us, the things we do, the actions we take, the goals we, we strive for are an intermediary. They are a middleman. They are a way for us to allow ourselves to feel at peace, to not be worried anymore, to not be to not feel insecure, to not be um, angry or disappointed in ourselves, They are a way for us to let ourselves off the hook and feel those nice things that we want to feel. And one really important insight, and I probably 30% of the initial first three sessions I do go this way. When I ask someone, okay, why do you want to lose weight? What does it give you? And we do what I just did, that, that questioning down the line. And they get to the point where they go, oh, I just wanna, I just wanna stop worrying. I just wanna feel secure. I just wanna be good enough. And then, and I don't even have to ask, then they just go, oh, wow, there are, there are so many easier ways to feel that way than losing loads of weight or getting a better job or you know, putting myself through all of this hardship and stress. There are lots of like, you innately, you are already at peace as a human being you are born you know born as a baby you're not born stressed out you're not born worrying about the economy you're not born um you know needing to feel secure um you already are secure you already are just a little bundle of love and joy um apart from when you you know 
<laughs> cry loads. Um, but you already are all of these things. And so my, wh where I take my stand is how can I help people reconnect with what they were as a, as a child, not what they wanted if they wanted to be a firefighter or a footballer, but how can I help them reconnect with that pure sense of joy and peace and love and, and then help them see that all of these goals, and this I'm generalizing, of course, but all of these goals that they think they need to achieve in order to feel happy and joyful and let themselves be, have high self-worth, they don't. You, you, you created that goal as a middle, as a middleman, as an intermediary. You told yourself you're believing it's a choice. It's not a conscious choice, but you're believing I cannot feel good about myself. I cannot let myself off the hook. I cannot retire or whatever until I have the perfect relationship, until I um, make more money, until this, until this. And quite often, like I say, in, my, in those initial sessions, we'll go from, I need a better job, I need a better relationship, all the way down the line to, I just want to be free from my own, my own savage thoughts, or I just want to feel peace or whatever, I just want to feel content and happy. And someone will realize, oh, okay, well, if I want to feel peace and happiness, then maybe I'll just work four days a week instead of five. That will open up way more time and get me way more, you know, allow for much more relax relaxation. Or maybe they'll notice that actually they feel a great sense of peace when they play with their kid or when they meditate or when they, I don't know, snowboard for me. Like everyone can start to see that there are certain things that they do or certain ways that they are in the world that give them direct access to this, this peace, this like innate feeling of joy and peace. And that, and, and sometimes coaching is as simple as that, just realizing, okay, I can still have these cool things. I can still go after these goals. There's nothing evil inherently about wanting to have a nice car or wanting to touch loads of people with your coaching work or wanting to snowboard all the time or wanting to live wherever you want to live or be in an awesome relationship nothing wrong with that the only thing that's wrong with it is that you've convinced yourself that you have to have that thing in order to feel good enough in order to let yourself off the hook and so i still have you know i still i still have desires i still have visions that i that i think would be fun to have that would be cool to have like going in a camper van around Europe this summer. But the difference is, is that when I start to think about that now, I don't start feeling ashamed or guilty or scared or anxious or annoyed or irritated that I don't have it yet. I just think most of the time, and this isn't all the time, I'm not perfect, but most of the time I can just think, oh yeah, that would be really fun. I don't need it. I'm not attached to it, but that would be really cool. And I think that would make me quite happy. So I'm going to start taking some steps towards it. And I'm not think I'm not sort of planning out my future day by day, month by month, and then beating myself up if I don't achieve it. I'm just going, oh, okay, I'm going to put a save search on eBay for a camper van, you know, and see where it takes me. So that's kind of the difference. And I don't, I'm not attached to that. I don't think everyone has to be that way. That's just what's worked for me. Um, and if goals works for you or anyone else, then that's awesome. 
but so many of the people that come to me for coaching they are they are upset they are anxious they are stuck they are procrastinating they are they don't trust themselves and they don't know why and almost always the reason why is that they don't they haven't thought about what they really want like you said they they've attached their well-being to a goal that they don't really have any control over and um and no that's it those are the two main things so so yeah and, and by the way my question for you Joanne if you want to answer it but you don't have to is was you mentioned i need you said the words i need to know where my life is going and my question would be what is it what is it what what's the bad thing that might happen or that you're you're th- you think might happen if you didn't know where you were going i love that question i love that you just coached me <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry no it's fine you can't switch it off <laughs> no, no it's fine i i always tell my clients you know we i i still need a coach right a coach also need a coach i'm not perfect that's why i just say i don't have all yeah. the answer i don't have everything figured out yeah well, i still have my own blind spot and i i i look the reason why I become a coach is because I was the same, right? I was I was in a dark place. I was struggling with depression, and I got a coach. I had someone who coached me through that period. Mm. So, which is why I see the value of coaching. I know it's transformational. I know there are people who are still skeptical, right? They don't believe in coaching, or they, mm. they don't think they need a coach, or then they don't want to be coached. But it's really about it's really life changing. It really can change, you know, transform your life. You know, it's just that quick. So that question, um, sorry, again, what was the question again? Like, what would happen? Is that the... What is it, yeah, what is it that you're afraid might happen if you didn't know ex- where your life was going? Right, I think because I'm not sure whether you're aware of this, like the six human needs, right? The six human needs, uh, mm. like certainty, uncertainty. Um, I can't remember all of them, but yeah, my needs is, you know, always certainty and significance. Yes. They're not the most uh, helpful, but uh, at least I'm aware of them, right? I always need, which is why I always yes, yeah, yeah. Task, I always want to achieve. You know, it's all about achieving things. That, but now of course I, having said that, I am aware of where my motivation comes from. Um, so I can catch myself and mm. ask myself better questions like, why do I want this goal? Right? Why? So what does it mean when I achieve it? So, yes, I will. I will do my reflection later after this episode because it's going to be a session. <laughs> we can always have it another time. And I know you have a coaching session coming out next. So I don't want to hold you back. Um, so is there anything else that you want to share with my listeners before, I, before we you know, move on to the next section? We still have another section. Do you have anything that you want to share? Like you really want to share and perhaps I didn't ask you or didn't let you share? Yeah. One, one more thing. Um, whatever you love to do or whoever you love to be, do that and be that and do it. And I know it's not as easy as this, but you have the permission from the world to do it without guilt, without shame, without fear. Just do it. You know, like if it's, even if it's what most people in modern society think is, I don't know, shallow or surface level like even if it's being a really good general manager if it's being a really good salesman if it's being if it's snowboarding like it is for me if it's helping people like 
doesn't matter if it's something that seems really virtuous or seems the opposite. If you love doing it and it's not harming other people, do that. Like live your passion, do it with joy, do it with a massive smile on your face because if you want to inspire others, they will be able to tell if what you're doing and the way you're going about inspiring them is authentic or not. We all have this, I'm going to swear, please feel free to edit it out, this inner bullshit detector. Um, and it's so good at picking up on body language and, and vocal tone and cues that other than language. And if you are if you are doing something that you think is inspiring, but it isn't true to you, it isn't authentic to you, even if it seems like the most useful thing in the world, like helping people or volunteering uh, at a refugee camp or something like that, people will pick up on that and they will learn from that. And they will, especially kids, what they will learn from that is even if it's something as seemingly good as volunteering in a refugee camp, what they will pick up from that is I am not good enough. I am not okay until I please other people, until I do something that other people think is good and worthy and right. So figure out, please figure out what it is that is most important to you right now in this moment. Maybe it will change in two years time. That's fine. You can figure that out too. Figure out what that is and do it. And if you need to do extra work on yourself, on your self-awareness to figure out why you've got this sense of guilt and shame and fear that stops you from doing what it is you truly want and you truly believe in and you truly love, then get some help with that. But that, <laughs> you, your life, you create your own meaning is what I'm saying. You create your own meaning. There isn't, this is what I believe, there isn't, I'm not religious, um, um, but there isn't a overall meaning of life for me. We're all just a bunch of well evolutionary monkeys spinning around a rock going through space at a million miles an hour and who knows why we're here and where we're going and that's all okay. The meaning of life is what you give it so figure out what your meaning is, figure out what's your why, what's most important to you and then live it as authentically as possible and when you come up against the inevitable guilt and fear and shame for doing what you really want to do because we all do, you know, it's part of the journey seek help. Um, or if you're really special, ask yourself good questions. But most of us, like me, need help. Um, and if you live that way authentically, then you're being the best human you can be because you're living your life with a smile on your face, with love in your heart, and you're inspiring other people to do the same. And, and what could be more worthwhile than inspiring joy and, and love in others? That is such a beautiful answer. Thank you so much. <laughs> I love that so, so much. <laughs> All right. Now, thank you so much for your time. And um, we are going to end with our final five rapid fire questions. So we have <laughs> more questions to go. But every question has to be answered in one word or one sentence maximum. All right. Okay. It's a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Great. Okay. The first question is, what is one thing you wish you knew earlier? that beliefs are a choice. That is deep. I was like, okay, what does it mean? Okay, <laughs> now I know what I mean. <laughs> Believe is our choice. Yes, I love that. Second question. If you could live your life all over again, what would you do differently? 
nothing because it got me to where I am right now. That is powerful. Like nothing, like nothing at all. Okay, okay, I love that. Okay, third question. I know this this might be difficult or not. Let's see. What is something you are trying to learn or curious about right now? <laughs> Spiritual coaching. Wow, wow. Okay, I love that. <laughs> we're gonna next time when we come back, we're gonna talk about it. Like future <laughs> coaching. Okay. Yes, we're gonna do it. The next question is. If you have five minutes and the whole world listening to you, what would you say? I think you just said that, right? Like before this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> figure out, figure out what you truly want and go after it. Yeah, you had the whole five minutes speech earlier. I love that. Okay, now <laughs> the last question is: What brings you joy? Snowboarding. <laughs> yes, you mentioned it a couple of times now. Oh my god. All right, thank you so much for answering all the questions and I'm so grateful for you. Um, you know, I'm learning a lot and I, I really wish we could have more time. You know, I really enjoy this conversation. I'm learning so much. I'm getting so much, you know, like clarity, like a lot of questions yeah. coming to my mind. I'm going to work on it later. I'm going to ask myself some other questions. And um, so I'm sure a lot of people also enjoying this episode and they want to get to know you more and get coaching from you. So where can I send people to you? Um, yeah, that's a good point because my social medias are all pretty rubbish. Um, probably the best place is uh, elliottheCoach.com, which is my website. Um, Elliot has two L's and one T, so E-L-L-I-O-T, thecoach.com. Um, there's a bunch of my resources on there, um, a bit more wacky stuff about me. And yeah, the most important thing for me to say is I just like chatting with people. So my, my WhatsApp's on there, my email's on there. Let's just, let's chat, you know, let's set up a conversation and see where it takes us. Um, that's, that's my passion. So if you want to find me, that's the best way to do it. All right. Okay. And okay. also let me say, may I just say thank you so much for having me on your podcast and asking great questions and being open, even being open to being coached on your own podcast like that if somebody if i had my own podcast and somebody asked me a coaching question i'd be like excuse me this is my podcast what are you doing so thank you that was you you took that you took that very well i appreciate it no i appreciate you i mean i really love that question because sometimes i say right i don't have all the answers so i'm gonna work on it later um i'm gonna ask yeah. myself the question again i'm gonna have the answer um all right, guys, I hope you love this episode. And um, because I am sure you love this episode, right? Go follow Elliot, go to his <laughs> website, book a call with him and check out all the amazing things that he's doing. And if you're not following me, follow me on joan.chan on Instagram and tell me and Elliot, what is your biggest takeaway from this episode? And if you haven't subscribed yet, hit the subscribe button so you never miss another episode. And I always want to leave you the same way as I leave you with every other episode show up the world needs you and you need you thanks for listening and i wish you all a joyful and amazing day ahead thanks again to our sponsor get the law of attraction remember to follow them for daily spiritual enrichment and encouragement on their instagram if your spiritual ice cream cone is melting a bit visit them for a fresh scoop of your favorite flavor of spiritual encouragement and insights their information is in the show notes please follow and support them 
DM them on Instagram with promo code JOYAN, J-O-Y-A-N for some valuable free gifts and discounts. Hey guys, I hope you love this episode. If you love this episode, take a screenshot of this and share it on your IG stories and tell me what is your biggest takeaway. Remember to tag me at findjoywithjoyan underscore podcast so that we can connect with you. And if you would like to support me personally and support my mission, then please help us rate and review the podcast at Apple Podcasts. I read all of them. And until next time, my friend, show up. The world needs you and you need you. You need the best version of yourself every single day. So always strive to be the best you can be in this present moment. Again, thanks for listening and I will soon be back with another guest in the next episode.